everybody, and welcome to That's Life, the show where we already think everything smells like it's been fried in oil. Good afternoon, folks, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, and general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here every Thursday at 2 p.m. as I hope to bring you a little entertainment, a little news, and a little relief that the life you are leading is not nearly as wacky as mine. Coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side, I am joined by my handy-dandy partner, Avrami. Hello, Avram. What's going on? How's it going? You know my kids still think you're like Snuffleupagus, right? That they don't think you exist? You tell them I'm not that big, right? <laughs> and that your eyelashes don't you go that floppy. You wouldn't know because thing. everyone that works in Jewish radio <laughs> seems to be huge, except for me. Um, <laughs> or at least that's the way it goes here at the network. That's right. There's Nachum and there's everyone else. But um, they, I'm telling you, they think that I talk to myself, and now you have a voice, and it doesn't seem to matter to them. Uh, yeah. It's people's first impressions. Of you being Snuffleupagus? Of anything. Oh, Okay. <laughs> If you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. And if you are a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. If Miriam L. Wallach once a week is just not enough for you, do what Mark Goldfarb does. Visit me on my blog at DearThat'sLife.com. You can friend me on Facebook. You can shoot me an invite on LinkedIn. You can also email me, Miriam at DearThat'sLife.com or Miriam at NahumSiegel.com. I will not respond to you during the show. I'm not being rude, not about this at least but I will try to get back to you afterwards. Let's go to our favorite segment. You know what that means. Yep, Staroonies. It's time for the fortune cookie. Avram, you feeling it today? You think we got luck in this one today? Oh, no, but I have this theory about fortune cookies that are already broken in the wrapper. This isn't three pieces. I haven't done anything yet. You have to crack it yourself. So this may be, this may be null and void. All right, here we go. If you... Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying. I should just not bother. If you are afraid to shake the dice, you will never throw a six. Come on. It's not good advice. Don't make Probably that face. good for the gamblers out there. Hanukkah's coming. <laughs> People will be playing cards and whatever else. <laughs> right. I would I would hope that we don't necessarily have a gambling population that we need to cater to, but I may actually decide to pick another fortune cookie later on in the show because that's just the way I roll. Let's take care of some business. Today's national holidays. Today is Miners Day. For all those miners, we appreciate everything you do, and I didn't realize you had a day, but all right, good for you. Miners meaning people in mines? Or? Yes, sorry, not M-I-N-O-R-S, but M-I-N-E-R apostrophe S. Um, it's also National Pawn Brokers Day, which, okay then. <laughs> it's Cookie Cutter Week, which makes sense because you know what the other day was? I think it was actually Tuesday. It was National Cookie Day on Tuesday. I know, right? It's nice, except I didn't partake in it. You know why? Because it's also, um, you're making a bat mitzvah and you have a dress to get into month at the Wallachs and there's no cookie eating going on. Well, I had some great homemade snickerdoodles. Oh, man, way to cut me when I'm down. I was like so proud of myself for resisting and I was in, uh, you know what I really, really like? Ever been to Dunkin' Donuts? They make those huge chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, I like those too, oh but. Oh my god, they're ridiculous. Like with all stuff with Dunkin' Donuts, you kind of have to eat it right away. That's how I feel. Oh, like 100%. if you let it sit. It's something magical about the store, because once you take it out of the store... I don't know store, if the word is magical, the but shelf okay. life, whatever it is, they don't last long. It's so a don't ask, don't tell policy. Quick. Right. You cannot... This is not something you buy Arab Shabbos for your kids to have Shabbos morning as a snack. Nished. You have to eat it then and there, because it's like, yeah, you walk out of the store, it becomes automatically stale. I don't know what it is either, but you're 100% right. It's also National Hand Washing Week. Which I would have to imagine, I hope that people do all the time and not just one week out of the year. And it's Awareness Month of Awareness Months Month. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again because I got it right the first time and I practiced. Awareness Month of Awareness Months Month. Right. Because that's not 
pathetic. That's just something else. Anyway, um, crazy follows me everywhere, as you know that. And actually, this is not a funny story, but it is a completely great and heartwarming story. And it's, uh, as usual, a tribute to our listeners. Nachum talks about this all the time um, on JM and the AM, how it is a credit to our listening audience that we are we are so supported by our listeners out there, both financially and anecdotally and um, in terms of their good wishes. But oftentimes, and more often than not, when Nachum puts out a call for support or for help, somebody answers the call. And in this case, after um, Hurricane Sandy hit and Nachum toured the five towns area at, to see the devastation and everything else, the um, we went to the home of, of one family in the five towns, whose entire bottom floor of their house had been totally almost swept away. I mean, it was a mess. And all the sfarim had been waterlogged, and they actually needed a crowbar to pull them off the shelves because they had so expanded that they couldn't actually even be relieved from, they couldn't be removed from the shelf. Anyway, in this in this lower um, floor of this house was also the, the bedroom of a 13-year-old boy, or actually now uh, 13-and-a-half-year-old boy, whose bar mitzvah had been a couple of months before, and as a result of the hurricane, or the not-so-hurricane, as we know, um, the boy lost all of his gifts. He lost his gifts, he lost his farim, he basically lost the entire contents of his room, and he was devastated. And Nachum shared this story on the air, and about a day later, or maybe it was even later that day, we got an email from a listener who said that her son had recently been bar mitzvahed, and he had miser money, or a tenth, of charity, uh, a tenth of his bar mitzvah earnings, I should say, or gifts to give away to charity. And he also received a number of gift cards to Eichler's in Brooklyn. And she would like to give that to this bar mitzvah boy who had lost everything. And we were completely overwhelmed. But again, it's classic to our listeners. It's kol hakavod. It's a, it's a testament to our listeners who always heed the call, whether it's to replace equipment at WFMU so that we can constantly give you the programming that you are used to or it's during our marathon or just as an instance like this. So last week, I actually met up with this mom, and she gave me a wad of cash, which was the Meister money, and a couple of gift cards, and I was able to bring it to this family whose son had lost everything. And the bar mitzvah boy called me, and he was all confused. He didn't know about the exchange that had happened. And he called me, and he and he thanked me. I said, you can't thank me, but I will accept the thank, the thanks on behalf of the person who gave it to you. And he was so overwhelmed that a kid who, this kid, who doesn't usually, um, you know, go overboard in terms of emoting, was really, really at a loss for words. And I knew that he was very moved by the fact that somebody was able to um, think of him and share in what they had and give it to him as well. And and for a 13-year-old boy to be at a loss for words really says a lot. So I'd like to thank that listener. I hope she is listening. Um, I did send her a thank you note, and I thank her son as well. Um, and again, to all of our listeners, we, can, we, we thank you for your support. We thank you just for being great, and we thank you for being out there. You are listening to That's Life from the home office of the Nachum Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side. I am Miriam L. Wallach here on the Nachum Siegel Stream nachasiegel.com and jmandam.org, and it's time to welcome my first guest, somebody I really have come to develop a really good relationship with, simply because he has a phenomenal sense of humor, just like I do, and um, I'm actually going to use him as a little bit of a partner in crime this morning. Ellie Hagler is assistant director of Yachad, and we're so looking forward to being in Florida next month 
with Yachad and doing all this programming. Ellie, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to, to be here. Oh, you know what? We're going to have fun. You know why? Because every time you're on JM the AM with Nachum, it seems to be that I am the butt of 17 jokes. Now, I am not here to poke fun at my boss. Heaven forbid, because A, I like my job, and basically this is also his crib, so I'm not going to... Uh, to um, you know, cause any trouble, but, but I can. Yes, you okay, can. Okay. Right. Just I just want to make sure, sure that okay. you know your role right now. Right. Uh huh. And um, we can also taunt him a little bit, just the same way that you guys taunt me in the morning, for everyone to hear about how I should be winning the marathon, not even the half. How I should be winning the marathon, and what else do you say that my speed should be incredible and whatever else? Yeah, I mean, I think if you finish the race in two hours. Uh huh. Right. Not the half. That's that's for sissies. You know, I'm talking about the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> the full marathon, 26 miles. You do it in two hours, you'll win. Right, 13 miles. You'll set a new world record for the Miami Marathon. Also. And I might die. Right. It's very it's likely. Possible. Very likely. Right, so 13 miles is for wimps. Correct. 26.2 is for people who are hardcore. Yes. Okay, how's your running going, Sub Guy? Mine's good. I'm doing the half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big sissy, I'll admit it. <laughs> how's your training going? Uh, it's good. Last night I did uh, six miles in 61 minutes. So wow, good my, for you. my best six-mile stretch. You know what? And it's funny because I did basically almost the same amount of time on Sunday. I think it was like three minutes shorter than that. I think it was like at 58, but I also hit the six miles. That was good. Um, but one of the emails, Coach Jazz, by the way, who we've had on the air before, and she was a lot of fun, let me tell you. She sends out these training emails to everyone who has signed up with Team Yachad. It is one of the perks of being part of Team Yachad. And one of the things that she wrote this week was, hey, the weather's been mild. Get outside and go run. Yeah, she, she's really a big fan of running outside, as are all runners and trainers and all professional runners. Right. Uh, personally, I'm a big fan of the treadmill. Really? Yeah, I have the TV right in front of me. You don't I think can... it's boring as sin? No, I think running outside is terribly what? boring. I don't enjoy scenery. I don't enjoy looking at nice things. <laughs> I enjoy watching my, watching my TV. <laughs> if there's a good game on, I'd much rather watch that than, than uh, some really nice leaves and trees and houses. That's hysterical. Yeah. So what's going to happen when you're in Miami? It's a little different at the race itself. I know. There's you know, a lot the, of adrenaline. The adrenaline kicks in, and right. it's really exciting. Like two years ago when I did the half, I trained for like you know a week or two. I was like, whatever, I'll be fine. I'll make do. Uh, so when I was doing all my training, I would do, a run, run a mile, walk a mile, run a mile, walk a mile. And then in the race itself, I ran the first four and a half. That's right. Um, just be, it's just so exciting. There's so right. much going on. There's 25, 26,000 people, you know, all blowing past you. So you, you got <laughs> to keep up. That's the scenery, by the way. <laughs> there are no houses. That's a little exciting to look at. You know, at 6, 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning when you're passing the bay on Biscayne Boulevard in Miami and you have all the giant cruise ships right there right. as the sun is coming up, that's very nice yeah. to look at. So let's talk about the 6.30 a.m. start because I will tell you that when I agreed to do this in the first place, I had no idea. Now, of course, I'm an early riser for those people who know. I'm up at 4.30 in the morning. So really, you should be doing wake-up for everybody. Exactly. Like, we're sleeping till 3.15? Okay, fine. We're running at 6.30? Whatever. But I didn't, like, that's all because of the heat in Miami in January? It's really hot. It's really, really hot. You don't want to be running. You know, for the non-elite athletes, unlike yourself, of course. Of course. Yes. Um, you know, if you're going to take three or four hours to do the half marathon and you start at 10, and uh, you're still out there at 1 o'clock. All right. That's a fair point. And right. nobody wants people dying on them. No, no. That, right. by the way, does not help recruitment next no, year. That no, that would certainly not help. Timmy does an amazing job, but unfortunately one runner... Exactly. Yeah, that, that wouldn't oh, sound good. Wah, yeah. wah, wah. <laughs> How many runners are we up to now? 176. Wow. 176 for Miami, and we just crossed the 100 mark for the Jerusalem. Island. No way. Yeah, it's wild. And we still got months to go. It's crazy. How many people? You guys had how many people last year for Israel? For Jerusalem? For 91, but our goal was 25. Right. 
I remember your goal was like something really. Well, we we came up with the idea to one of our one of the girls who had worked for us over the summer, whose family then made Aliyah, asked us if Team Yacha would run in the Jerusalem Marathon, and this was in January, and the race was I think March 16th. That's crazy. So we were like, sure, let's do it. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> and word spread, and we ended up with 91 runners. That's unbelievable. <clears throat> so 91 runners at the close, and now you're at 100, and you have a couple months to go. Correct. That's unbelievable. When does the list close for Miami? Um, it, we're getting there. We're getting no, close you are to, getting there. yeah, close. I mean, ideally we'd want everybody just to have signed up already so that they have as much time as possible to do the fundraising and to do the training. Right. Um, more of the fundraising than the training. Cause yeah, you know, I know because you miles, you'll get there. What's the big deal? <laughs> Walk a little bit, run a little bit. It's fine. Big shot. Yeah. Um, but you know, you want to give yourself enough time to do everything that you need to do. If somebody really wants to sign up, you know, mid January, we'll gladly take them and we'll make it work. Uh, but we'd prefer you do it earlier. Wow, that's that's unbelievable. And wait, where were you at this point last year? Uh, la- well, last year we finished with 135. Uh, so right now we were probably at the 115 mark. So basically, <clears throat> because I'm running, you have oh, this. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. So it's we actually made a big mistake in the advertising because we promoted it as Nachum Siegel was going to be joining us, but right. it should have just been Miriam yeah. L. Wallach is joining us. <laughs> exactly. Now, and by 176, the- <laughs> we'd be at 376. <laughs> Silly rabbits. There was, <laughs> by the way, there was talk, and I don't know if this is still going to happen or if it was going to happen, but there was talk of putting a camera on my hat as I ran. There was talk, but uh, the, the decision that we came to, with, which was none together, with Nachum, was that nobody's going to sit and watch a four-and-a-half-hour uh, video of right. you trying to do the half marathon. Trying. Okay, right. love that word. That's also, like when you're lying on your back at mile six looking up, <laughs> just looking at clear sky in Miami might be fun and exciting. So we took a poll. Most people uh, didn't want to watch that. Right. I, I, you know, A, I think that's a really good decision. And B, um, a friend of mine who was supposed to run with me made it very clear that there was going to be no running with me if there was going to be a camera. A, because it might also have a mic, and that's bad. And <laughs> that's bad. Um, B, yeah, like this person also didn't want to be on camera. He's like, why would anyone else, while they're running and schwitzing and whatever else, we want to be on a camera with you? Oh, I would love it. Okay. If there was a camera on me while I was running. <laughs> it's like three hours of Hagler comedy. What could be better? I know, you know what? <laughs> I think that's a missed opportunity. It's such a loss. You are listening to That's Life on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am Miriam L. Wallach, joined by Ellie Hagler, Assistant Director of Yachad. By the way, I don't want to forget to mention the Shabbaton. This is like a quick shift to the side. But the um, the Yachad Shabbaton that is happening this weekend for Stern and YU students is coordinated by, by our fearless intern, Yael Lassen, who is a phenomenal individual. And I think, actually, if it's possible, she sleeps even less than I do. So let's talk about this Shabbaton that's coming up. Yeah, so it's, it's actually our one of our largest Shabbatons of the year. Um, as of this morning, we had 45 Yachad members or people with disabilities. This is for the Reim division of Yachad, the older the older members from 26 or so and up. Okay. Um, and last year's Shabbaton had 300 Stern NYU students. Wow. So it's it's a pretty big event. That's fantastic. And how are they do- doing in terms of numbers now? Uh, amazing. I mean, um, the students sign up later, but we're already well over 150 students. That's fantastic. That's really... So it's, it's really a great event for inclusion of people with disabilities because the, the female Yacha members sleep in the dorms with the Stern mm. students and the male Yacha members sleep with the, the male advisors and the male students at a hotel nearby in Midtown. Oh, so that's it's really, really cool. really an awesome shop. So it gives them the opportunity to feel that sense of inclusion on a YU campus, albeit, you know, the Stern, cam- the, the Stern campus in Midtown, which is 
where I grew up. Um, but yeah, hey, shout out didn't to Stern. You didn't know I went to Stern? No, no, I didn't know you grew up in the city. I didn't. I, I didn't. You're right. I grew up on the Stern <laughs> you campus. You grew up into a person. Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> I elevated my education and my status as a human being by attending Stern College, um, of which I am a huge fan. But anyway, um, it seems like a great opportunity for, you know, again, for that sense of inclusion, for that walking through and, and just being a part of that, um, that's that community that otherwise would not be open to them. Yeah, it's it's really a great opportunity. I mean, it's something we try to bring to communities all over the city and all over the country, actually. Uh, this past year, we had more than 150 Shabbatones over the cro- over the course of the year. I remember you saying that with Nachum it's, on the air. It, it's mind blowing. I mean, we t- unfortunately we we turn away shuls and schools. Wow. You know, we just have we just don't have enough Shabbatim in the year. You know, we're looking into, you know, seeing if we can do a Wednesday Shabbaton. But really? Not ma- no, not really. Not, <laughs> like, not I'm many like, communities are going like, to sign dude, up. To- <laughs> I'm like, that's, um, that's out of the box. Okay. Also, it would be a Wednesday tone. We'd have a difficulty with the name of it. <laughs> I was about to say, the marketing yeah. is a disaster. Um, where else do these these campus Shabbatones take place? Other schools uh, Specifically do for, for colleges, we do programs with Penn. We do with Maryland. We do with NYU, Columbia, obviously, YU and Stern. We just had our first uh, Shabbaton last semester with Queens College. Nice. Um, so it's really, really getting all over the place. And our rain division, they do their program specifically with um, peers. So because we don't, you know, it's hard to get 30 or 35 year olds to just volunteer to go somewhere right. for a Shabbaton. So we come to them um, and we do it with either communities and or college campuses. And how does it work um, in terms of logistics if you have people with disabilities who are in wheelchairs or on some kind of adaptive device in terms of getting them through the buildings and up in the buildings, et cetera? Uh, typically, I mean, no matter, whatever it is, we make it work. Uh, right. We'll make it work for anybody to come to any program as long as their participation doesn't detract from the program. Okay. Um, we'll make it work. If we need to assign three advisors to help one person who's in a wheelchair, we'll have three advisors assigned to that one person. I'll tell you, I mean, just this past summer, we went our summer trip. Uh, one of them is Yad Biyad, which right. takes high school kids and Yacha members as peers um, to Israel for a five or six week summer program. And one of the participants this year, uh, is a quadriplegic and he's mm. wheelchair bound. And we had to accommodate two extra staff members and we had to get a special wheelchair that would allow him to go into tunnels and on mountains oh and my. on caves. And he even went rappelling in his wheelchair. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was re- really wild. Really very cool. Very On, cool. well, Kola Kavod. I guess that makes, a, you know, making, uh, uh, adaptive, uh, necessary adaptations to the marathon a walk in the park. Uh, yeah, c- c- comparatively, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if for last year's marathon, we had 15 Yachal members do the half marathon. That's great. Um, and they do it with a peer? They do it with? Some yes, some no. Some do it on their own. Some do it with their walking partner, their training partner, their friend, their fellow students, an advisor that they know. Um, last year, I, mean, I, I, I think it was mile, sorry, two years ago, it was mile 10 or 11. I took a little walking break for, you That's know, three right. or four seconds or minutes, whatever it was. Um, and one of the Yachal members, who is a student at our Ivdu school in Brooklyn, goes flying by and yells, Ellie, and waves to me as he's, you know, taking off past me. Right. Um, Leaving you in the dust. That's right. But I'm fine with it. Okay. <laughs> I don't You got to be a man to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Ivdu, by the way. Ivdu, we operate three schools in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, all for special needs uh, children and young adults. We have a girls' elementary school and a girls' high school, which is housed in Chalamas, uh, which really is great for the inclusion right. part of of the Yachad programming, and also a boys' high school, which right now is um, renting space in a shul, but we're looking to move out um, just because capacity is booming. That's unbelievable. 
That's unbelievable. And and how did you, you know, I have to ask you a question about, about Coach Jazz. We're going to have to get back to her in a second. Oh, that's going to be a whole show on I know. Side. By the way, I, I'm afraid <laughs> that we're running out of time. Avram, you're watching my time, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, what? Okay, just checking. Um, yeah, I have to ask you a question about Coach Jazz, but I do want to finish talking to you about Ivdu. When you say that you are, you know, bursting at capacity and you are in a shul and you're looking for other space, I mean, are there these classes, are they – Self-contained classes of five kids or five Yachad members, or they're, I mean, like we're looking at a bigger picture here. No, no, that's about right. It's 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 small, you know, the individualization, right. the attention that the students need just warrants, you know, smaller classrooms, more attention, more detail. Um, right now, the boys' school has about ten or twelve boys in it. Okay. Um, Who runs that? Okay. Yachad. Yeah, good answer. Thank you. You're <laughs> I'm going to have to get that principal on. Chavi Khan I mean. is the principal. Ah, okay. There you go. Right. Chavi Khan ran last year with her oh, students. Oh, really? She ran pregnant. Oh, And she did okay. it. And she finished in pretty good time. Unreal. Yeah. Now I'm really embarrassed. <laughs> you know <laughs> you know that she's going to be like with her, her infant on her back and still beating me in my time. Yes. That would be nice to see. That, that would be a great photo op. Uh-huh. I'm so happy that Miriam camera is not over, happening. Hands on hips, <laughs> huffing and puffing. I, pregnant <laughs> women come flying by. Uh, I want you to, and by the way, let's just keep in mind, Nachum is still not running. So as much as we oh, are... We have time. We have time. Uh, you know what? It would make my day. I think it would make everyone's day. Yes. The University of Miami, oh. the medical center who volunteers... <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they'd be a little annoyed with us. Right, thirteen thirteen <laughs> miles with Nahum is a little bit of a walk. I will I will give you that. But let's talk about Jazz for a second. She's outrageous. Yeah, she's, where did you find she's her? She's insane. That's yeah. really the the word. That's the okay. Word fine, for it. that's fine. Yeah, you said it. Um, I didn't. I mean, she's she's a professional running coach in training, and right. she she has her own gym in Midtown. Um, and she's just so energetic and full of excitement and nonstop. Rah rah! That just over the course of the weekend in Miami and leading up until just everybody's just so excited to actually meet her because up right. until now it's either been phone or emails um, with into, with Jazz, but just the excitement of seeing her walk into the hotel is wild. When? But where did you find her? I don't know. She okay. she was she was already on board when I when I joined the Yachad. Oh really? <laughs> she was already on board. Yeah. Oh, so you she predates you? She predates me. Yeah, this is the fourth year that we're running in the Miami Marathon, and my third year. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because you were at YU before. I was working at YU first. Right. So before, when, when Jazz came, she was just herself. Now we're up to four coaches. Oh, we really? were up to three. We, we're adding a fourth now because we just have so many runners. I was about to say the last time I checked, so there were three. Runners. Yeah. Well, so now it's, it's Coach Melissa, Coach Yoav, and Coach Jazz. Right. And we're in the process of adding a fourth. Wow. Cole Hakavo. Yeah, it's, it's wild. You know, it's a good problem to have that we're going to have to say. You know, hire more. More coaches. So what happens when you get down there? When I get down there I mean, in when terms you get, of... I mean, when you get to Miami, I'm saying, like, obviously, you're going down before everyone else. You're going down yep. to take care of the logistics, all the water bottles, all the bananas, all the bagels, oh, and everything God, else. The bananas. Oh, my God. By the way, for uh, people who don't know... Story. It's people, a great story. Right. I'm going to let you tell it. But for people who don't know, runners often eat bananas at the end of a race because the potassium helps with the recovery of the muscles. And I can tell you, I'm a huge... Banana eater. Like, I literally, every time I come back from the gym or every time I do a run, like this morning, I finish with a banana. So I can only imagine what logistically it takes to get all these bananas. So, so up until now, we've kind of operated the weekend in Miami more as a mom and pop. We'll send the team down and we'll do everything ourselves. Not not the catering of the meals, but in terms of the buying of all the giveaways and okay. in terms of the Gatorade and the snacks and everything itself. So I went with Michelle Pruss, who's one of our assistant program coordinators, who's actually running the Stern Shabbaton. Oh, nice. Um, so uh, Michelle Pruss and I went 
to a Walmart about a mile from our hotel. Okay. And we were just in the car trying to figure out how many bananas do we get? 135 runners plus family and guests and whoever else. 200. We were 200 people for Shabbos. So people want just snacks over the course of Shabbos and then specifically before the race and after the race. And we we're in Walmart and we bought 600 bananas. <laughs> now 600 bananas is two shopping carts. Like, have you ever seen the TV show Extreme Couponing? That would be you. So you have these crazy people right? filling up five and six carts. We had two huge Walmart shopping carts just full of bananas. That's awesome. And we were waiting on the checkout counter. <laughs> we get to the front, and this lady behind the checkout counter just gives us a look like, what is wrong with you? You know, right. you can get fresh bananas every week. You don't have to buy now for the decade. <laughs> so a- as Michelle and I are unloading, I look to Michelle, and I said, Michelle, I told you we should not have bought that gorilla. <laughs> And the lady behind the checkout counter just lost it. <laughs> she just couldn't couldn't continue. That's but awesome. I, I, I've never I've never seen it before. I've never done it before. Who That's buys six hundred bananas? And were they? I mean, of course, this would be the mother and me. Were they ripe in time? We got a we got a good mixture because we okay. wanted to get both yellow and green right. because the yellow we would use on Friday and the green ones we put out for Sunday. It's hysterical. So yeah, that was really you know, and that was just like just one trip. You know, same thing going and buying two hundred gallons of Gatorade. No, that's not normal. That's just not normal. That's like that's a whole bunch of tubs that are getting. That's just not normal. That's, yeah, it I, just looks really weird trying to check out and put that into a car and then drive <laughs> in Miami. It's a disaster. Right? No, it's I don't. It's a lot of fun, this. but it's great. I don't that I can't even imagine. By the way, because just shopping for a family of eight, I mean, with six kids, people look at my shopping cart like it's Arab Pesach every time I'm in Costco. Because I got like 17 of this and 14 of that, and I'll be like, by the way, this is just for tonight. Like that's my line when people look at the three dozen eggs I have in my car. I'm like, I'll be done by the morning. But when you imagine, <laughs> and by the way, people like they give you the looks, they don't hide them, <laughs> and then you have to come up with some kind of quick response. So whatever, but anyway, that's that's really really funny. That, that's, that's a great story. That's probably I think our greatest story in terms of the marathon. I mean, it's just so over the top absurd. There's no way to explain that. <laughs> no, and you, I also have to imagine, even though I can imagine it, you have to see it to believe it. Why would Walmart have 600 bananas? Because <laughs> it's Walmart. <laughs> yeah, but stuff goes bad. I mean, 600 bananas. So you go to the store, you're gonna buy what? Five, six. Right. If you're you can crazy, buy you'll buy two bunches or bushels, right. whatever they are, and get 12 bananas. Right. If you're crazy. If you're crazy. I was on. Um, I was talking to somebody a couple weeks ago whose son is in the Marines, and I was saying to him, I said, "By the way, what are you getting? You know, for your your kids? He's not Jewish. I said, "What are you getting for kids for your holiday presents?" And he said, "Well, you know, I have a daughter and a son, and it's actually harder." to um, get, it's harder to get my son a present than it is my daughter because my son's a Marine and all he likes are guns. And I said to him, hey, they sell guns at Walmart. <laughs> and he said to me, he goes, you're right, they do. They sell everything they sell at Walmart. They sell everything at Walmart. It's unbelievable. 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 It's almost akin, by the way, to Costco. My, Costco, to me, is the perfect shelf date. If you can get through the entire store, there's a diamond ring on your way out if you're interested. <laughs> it's going to be a three-hour process. Boom, you're all done. Mattresses, furniture, bananas, and a diamond ring. All on your Everything you need, one-stop shop. Right, who needs the airport when you could go to Costco? (laughs) So true. Yeah, and by the way, if you're really like getting along well, it's like pushing a kid in a cart kind of a thing. You know? The date? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know, if things are, if you're getting engaged by the end, might as well put one person in there. Well, with and a have kid, a- and I know this guy, I have a, a daughter, she's 17 months old. Hi, Ava. Um, <laughs> that was, you know, that it, was great. It's exciting. If, she, if she's sitting in the shopping cart and she's starting to get annoyed or frustrated, if you're with an adult, can't do anything. If you're with a kid, you bust out a pacifier or a bag of Cheerios, oh, you're like, you're the God. best. And if you, by the way, also, don't do this at home, but if you've been at Costco with a kid and you need entertainment, a pint of a box of blueberries sounds like a good idea at the time. 
until, until it gets blue on everything and no, they, until all they fall, fall on the over floor the floor and they're right. all over the place. Right. And then clean up gonna, aisle I was eight. About, <laughs> I was just about to say clean up in aisle seventeen, right? Because <laughs> Costco doesn't just have eight eight aisles. Anyway, you are listening to That's Life on the Nachum Signal Network. Ellie, I want to thank you for coming down to the studio. I definitely have to get to um Shifra and to um Chris, who's our toy specialist by the end of the show. Our toy specialist, it's Hanukkah. Come on. Yeah, it is Hanukkah. It is Hanukkah. It and is by Hanukkah. the way, Ava's looking for some pretty big gifts, and they're not blueberries from Costco, I'm telling you right She's now. She's going to get some good stuff. I, she'll get she'll get what's coming. I can only <laughs> imagine. Anyway, I look forward to seeing you in Miami. I hope you've been listening because Nachum has been plugging the marathon and the half marathon consistently on JM and the AM. And if people want to sponsor me as a runner, they can go to... TeamYachad.com. Po- you can choose either Miami or Jerusalem. Miriam is running in the Miami Marathon. Right. I will not and be running in the Jerusalem click Marathon. Click on her name and donate away. Exactly. Please support me as I support Yachad. I'm actually also running with uh, NCSY alumni. They are a subdivision or a group running with Team Yachad. We can also put it that way. So I am looking forward to that. My training is well underway. Just one word of advice. I have to, for all the people who are about to go online to donate now, the system is not set up to take any donation more than $11 million. Oh. So... Well, you know, if you want to do it, just break it into not two told me that separate before. charges. Okay, at least. At least, if and, not, all right. And we'll but, make it work. Exactly. That. I was about to say, Ellie will roll with the punches. He will make it work. And also keep in mind that if you have not made or you have that extra money laying around that you would like to make a donation before the end of the year, all donations are gratefully accepted. The um, your tax deduction will be coming your way for this year. Anyway, Ellie, thanks again. Thank you. All right, sounds good. Chris Cameron joins us from Maddie's Toy Shop on Long Island. I should actually say that Maddie's Toy Shop, there are numerous different locations all across Long Island, but but Chris is on with us now to discuss some of the hottest items that are available for Hanukkah. Hi, Chris. Hi, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having thanks, Sorry. Thanks for joining me on the air. So well, I thanks ha- for having me. Oh, totally a pleasure. And I want to also thank Maddie's Toy Shop for their uh, donation. We have a couple of gifts that will be given away tonight on the Charlie Harari program on that, on uh, Book of Life with Charlie Harari, including the number one Hanukkah gift this year, which I was told is a Furby. That is correct. I don't understand. Well, How- they brought it back. They brought back Furbies. It was one of the. It's actually the biggest grossing toy of all time, and it came out in ninety eight, ninety nine. They re released it in two thousand, early two thousand, and then brought it back this year, and it's doing very well. I can't. I, I have to tell you something. As a kid of the, you know, of the eighties. I remember Furbies being hot and not understanding what the what the cachet was it with it then. I, I mean, it is. They've definitely changed it. They revamped it. Um, there's a lot more interactive things you can do with it. Um, now everything nowadays is uh, an app thing, so um, I, you know the applications are definitely different. You can download things from the computer. And it's very interactive, so okay. it's doing very well. So tell, by the way, just because obviously not everyone knows what a Furby is, describe a Furby. Well, look-wise, I would say it's kind of like a domestically aimed robot. It kind of looks like a <laughs> kind of a hamster owl-looking thing with big googly eyes, and um, it speaks Furbish when you first get it, <laughs> and then as you talk to it, it slowly picks up on the English, and it kind of accustoms to the uh, the person who buys it. So picks up on your personality. That's uh, that's pretty incredible. And the fact that there are apps for that, I mean, there's really an app for everything, I would have there, to imagine. There definitely is. <laughs> so now the next thing up on the list, which I also couldn't believe, was something having to do with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They brought those back as well. It was an old, uh, I remember growing up, I right. had this um, the show, which I loved. Sure. And they revamped the whole series. They have a TV show. Right. 
and they are actually doing a movie next year, and James Cameron is directing it. Are you kidding me? So that should be exciting. So it's definitely one of the hottest toys for boys right now. Unbelievable. From Titanic to uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There you, there you go. That's one heck of a segue. Okay, now let's talk about Dreamlights. That's number three, and I will tell you, my kids have them, and they love them. Yeah, they're very popular, for both for boys and girls. They have different um, different animals, whether it's a penguin, unicorn, dog, ladybug. And basically it's uh, an interesting nightlight that they put on before they go to bed. It illuminates the ceiling, and uh, what the good thing is, is it actually turns off, so if they fall asleep, it will go off after a half hour. Yeah, that, it's a, it's a, I, I will tell you that I saw it originally on TV, like, you know, one of those TV items kind of things. As seen on TV, yes. Exactly, thank you, as seen on TV, and I was really hesitant, and then somebody, I think my mother-in-law bought them for my kids, I'm like, you know what? This ain't half bad. No, it's, it's cute. It's a good item. It is a good item, and what is the Fibber board game? Fibber board game is a new game from the makers of headbands, and basically what it is is you have these cards that are dealt, and each card has a certain animal, kind of say Bigfoot, and the whole deck is dealt out, and Fibber lying, you have to put down a certain amount of cards, and all those cards have to be what you say it is. So if you say I put four Bigfoot down, and then one of them is not a Bigfoot, someone could call you out on that, and, and if you're lying, then you have to put a uh, a little silver nose on, and you have this whole mask and eyeglass. It's kind of like a Pinocchio nose sticking That's out. That's hysterical. It is kind of funny. That, it's a good game. That sounds like a lot of fun. That actually also sounds like something you can play with kids of various ages. Absolutely. They actually have a, um, a easy rule or younger rules version in the game. So the, uh, the age is 7 plus, but 4-year-olds can play it as well. That's really cool. Now let's talk about grab bag items, because this time of year, whether it's my kids and their Hanukkah grab bags. Everyone has to bring in something that's like a small item that didn't cost a lot of money that you can throw in there and pick something out. So what's your hot item for that? Hot item grab bags. I'd say like Lego minifigures are very popular for the boys. We have a lot of glitter art, makeup things that the girls are doing. Um, let's see what else we have. I also think it that, that um, somebody had mentioned to me there's something called shoulder buddies. Yes, actually shoulder buddies are, are a little um, almost troll-looking um, animal that has a little magnet that you slip underneath your shirt on your shoulder, and then you put the shoulder buddy on top, and he stays there the whole time with you. Yeah, I saw those in your store last night. I thought they were hysterical, and actually another one of those was also donated to the show. We will be giving that away later on today in the programming. So okay. that's very cool, and my I bought one for my daughter, and she already thinks I'm the coolest thing for buying that for her. She <laughs> yeah, went they're just, very popular. Yeah, they're very popular, and they're semi-ridiculous. It almost <laughs> looks like you have this little figurine on your shoulder that's attached by a magnet, but they love it. They, they do. That is, that's that's pretty incredible. So the stores are located in Hewlett, Rockville Center, Merrick, Manhasset, Floral Park, and Albertson. And the uh, website, by the way, for people to know is www.maddiestoystop.com. That's correct. That's great. Now, also, there's something, there's free gift wrapping available? There is free holiday gift wrapping. Um, and we do all year long, we do free holiday gift wrapping. And in addition to that, we're also having a 20% off all Melissa and Doug items throughout the store until the end of the year. Melissa, Hello? Melissa and Doug make great, um, great different items for kids. They're all also for the, um, the, the child who can play and can do different kind of representative play, et cetera, playing house or whatever it is. And they're, they're, they're well-made toys as well. They are well-made toys. I mean, most of them, it's kind of that old school, uh, thinking of wooden toys and just, Longevity. It lasts a long time. It can be passed down generation to generation. They're, they're, they're made very well, and we do very well with that. That's pretty cool. Now, I have to ask you one thing, and with this, 
I'm going to close because I, I can't even believe I'm bringing it up. But do you have One Direction dolls? We do. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, and, and I, I'm joking about it because One Direction, which is this boy band that's out there, is just so hot right now that there are, I mean, I'm sure that there are going to be girls out there. My kids aren't getting them, but there are girls out there who are looking for their One Direction doll the same they were looking for Ken and Barbie. They are. We, In addition to the dolls, not only that, we have some puzzles and games um, from One Direction as well. That's so pretty wild. It's a pretty hot item this year. That's pretty wild. Well, I thank you so much, Chris, for coming on. You should definitely check out everything at maddiestoystop.com. You can also give them a call. Their Hewlett store number is 516-295-2555. And as a person who goes in there frequently, I can tell you they're lovely to deal with. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks so much. Have a happy holiday. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. You're listening to That's Life on the Nahum Siegel Network. I am Miriam L. Wallach, joined by a repeat offender, or I should say a repeat contributor here at That's Life, Shifra Klein with Joy F. Kosher. I can see, by the way, that Batea Vone is nowhere near on the cover anymore. What do you mean? I'm saying the word Batea Vone. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's gone. It's gone. Oh, it's on the bottom. <laughs> oh, it is? It says a Batea Vone production. Oh, a Batea Avon production. So how's everything? <laughs> good. How are you doing? I'm good. It was nice to see you, by the way, at Kosher Fest. Yeah. It was very exciting, Kosher Fest. Yeah. You very had a good cool. time, right? Yeah. You were next to Jamie. She was signing cookbooks. Right. That's right. That's great. What did you think, by the way, before we talk about some of the fun stuff in here, including um, the Xanthan gum conversation, right. which I saw this. I'm like, I love these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but what did you think was hot at Kosher Fest? Well, all the new stuff, it was faking. That's yeah. Every, by the way, nobody can stop talking about yeah, faking. because it's really exciting. It's right. something like you always wonder what it tastes like, and then you get to taste it, as similar as it could be. I was I about to say. That's exactly we don't, it. I was about to say, we still don't have a litmus test, meaning, well, well if this is what it, it says on the packaging, but like, <laughs> <laughs> we need a whole bunch of, you know, non-Jewish right, eaters to sit there and say, you know, because I, I remember speaking to somebody who um who doesn't keep kosher and is not Jewish and she was taking like tasting like the fake crab oh, and yeah. she looks at me and she goes it's no. nothing <laughs> <laughs> I was at a meet I was we were at a group once we were having like this dinner and there were people who had previously not kept kosher so they were saying that that is not the real thing <laughs> Yeah if we We're wanna, talking about the imitation crab yeah. Right if we want to kid ourselves yeah, sure right exactly. whatever <laughs> Well it's all yeah. right but we don't do for God yeah. Anyway so let's talk about xanthan gum yeah, that was like Stephen Weinberger, as usual, right. really contributed. Our sous vide maker. Or, yeah, our sous vide maker. That's an, I like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he did xanthan gum, which is always, uh, it's a fascinating ingredient. You always see it on packaging. Right. And you started to see it lately, like, you know, it's one of those interesting ingredients that chefs use, let's say, on chef competition shows right. and things like that. And you always wonder. And, and by a little the way, it goes a long way. And it's, it's not really chewing gum. It's no, not no. showing up. It's a yeah. powder. I I know it's a powder, but I know somebody's yeah. out there going saying, okay, bazooka, <laughs> elite, right? Exactly. <laughs> so what is it used for? So it's used to thicken things, but a little bit goes a long way. And it really, I mean, we have this amazing like creamy tomato soup right. that's made and it's so, it, it helps keep things so natural because it's just tomatoes, basil, garlic, and a little bit of xanthan gum. Well, why would you use that over cornstarch? Like cornstarch in a slurry, like with water, right, right, is often used to thicken things. So why wouldn't you, I mean, what's the benefit of doing this? Well, I mean, cornstarch wouldn't work, let's say, necessarily to give you that same texture of as xanthan gum would achieve. And that soup kind yeah, of Yeah, or like, let's say we had the mash, the, the fake 
mashed potatoes made out of cauliflower. Right. So the fluffiness was achieved easier with xanthan gum. It does something special. I liked that recipe a lot because it brought me back to my Atkins days. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when everyone was eating everything that wasn't a potato. Yeah. (laughs) And all of a sudden, mashed cauliflower made it mashed potatoes. Yeah. I mean, it's still cauliflower. Right. Exactly. It's still cauliflower. Now, also, we got to talk about Hanukkah because I am convinced, and I said this at the top of the show, that I'm already smelling. Like, you know how that smell gets in your clothes when everything is, like, fried in oil. Yeah, that's right. I'm telling you, I smell it already. Well, we already had a complaint. Someone wrote, there's too much canola oil on this show. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, what are you going to do, fried in pan? Well, well, she didn't mention the nutrition info on in the back. Oh, and by the way, really awesome. Kol HaKavod. Yeah, thank you. Good for you. For those people who don't know, I remember that, Schiffer, you had mentioned it, that you were doing it. But mm-hmm. on page 80, there is, an, there is a nutritional analysis of every single recipe here yep. by serving, yep. which I think is, I mean, good for you. Talk yeah, about being responsible. Tamar, of, for doing it. Thanks She's... to Tamar. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I <laughs> personally like to thank her. Yeah. Um, and so the, the latkes on the nutritional info, I'm not going to look at. Right. It's just, not. For yeah. what? Why? It's Why? Just, yeah, exactly. Right. You just got to move along with your day. So what are the cool latkes for making this here? So Laura Frankel really had this extreme latke, which is really, really funky. It okay. has like pickles and hot sauce and it's just something really cool. And then there's obviously the basic latke. Right. And then really cool mashed potatoes who've gone out, which Ma- like get its fluffiness for mashed potatoes. See, now. Sort I'm- of like the idea of gnocchi. Right. Now I will tell you that in my house growing up, Anytime we made, any time we made like mashed potatoes for dinner and there was leftovers, the next night were, the next night were latkes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it was a little bit of this, as my father would say, a shit to rhyme, a little bit of this and a little yeah, bit of that. Yeah, that sounds and, good. Uh, then we had latkes yeah. the next night. And but, also for Hanukkah, by the way, we're offering like the more you give, the more you, you get type okay. of thing. So the more subscriptions you purchase as sort of gifts, which is a great gift for any foodie. A phenomenal gift. Yeah. Cause they, it keeps on coming every, right. every month, every two months. So we're offering that if anybody wants to check it out at joyofkosher.com. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And by the way, reading it on my iPad. Right. You can do that exactly at Jewish eBooks. Yeah. Reading it on my iPad, having mm-hmm. a lot of fun with that. Now, the other two things we must talk about, and then we can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> but the other two things we must talk about is number one, do it yourself pita. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah. Fun stuff. Whose idea was that? Well, we really that like person to gets do a step by step. Right. Yeah. And um, it's actually me doing the step-by-step in the pictures. Oh, it is? I'm not much of a hand model, but you want, oh, there's really? nothing much to... Yeah, you should autograph this copy then. Yeah, I probably should. You really should. Ah. We're going to give it away. It's a lot of fun, and it really works. And it's so cool when it you like open it up, and there's that pocket inside. That's it's such a good feeling. How does that pocket happen, by the way? Because you sort of like roll... The, after it rises, you roll the, ball, the dough into a ball, and then you let it rise. And then you roll it with a rolling pin. And somehow... Somehow, by the magic that, of yeah, yeah. pizza... Well, if Stephen was here or somebody more science oriented, <laughs> you gotta bring him next time. We I really talk must. I know he has work. That's whatever. His pro- I, know. I know. Come on, maybe buddy. he could get on the phone. Uh, no, because no, he's gotta bring a sous vide with him. If oh, that's not, true. That's he's true. not bringing a sous vide. And then, and and by the way, then there are all these. There's falafel ball three ways. Yeah, it's like you can make your own pizza. Oh, by the way, make all your salatim and yeah, everything exactly. else yourself as well. Don't I make my own hummus every single oh, wow. week? I Love it. My we didn't co- do that. We could have called you for that. Oh, totally. I could have yeah. totally informed on that. You know what? Maybe next time. Okay. Maybe next time. Um, but I make my own hummus every single week. So now in my house, Arab Shabbos, it's uh, the smells of hummus. Oh, that's really smells cool. of challah and gefilte fish. It's a little bit uh, <laughs> interesting. It's a little bit confusing. Um, it's the smell of Shabbos. It is. Yeah, that is that. There's nothing like it. And by the way, after Sandy and we were finally able to move back into our house and get things back up and running, whatever. 
baking challah that first Shabbos, I, could, I mean, I was, I was tearing. <laughs> I was so happy. The other thing we have to bring up is one of my favorite foods of all time is shakshuka. Yeah, it's awesome. So shakshuka, for people who don't know, is an egg cooked in a spicy tomato sauce. Exactly. It's like a poached egg almost. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's almost. phenomenal. Yeah. And by the way, I also don't think that it's worth making if it's not spicy. No, it has to be spicy. It's got to be spicy. Yeah, it's that's shakshuka. Right. Yeah. So what else in here is your favorite stuff? Well, it was exciting. We got, uh, we got, uh, somebody to go to the, sh- to Machna Yehuda. The pictures oh, are somebody right. who actually took a trip there and, uh, she photographed it, which was awesome. And then she did a dessert inspired by that, which was really fun. Um, and then we have just so many exciting, we have La which is interesting. It's like a Taymani pancake. Right. Can we talk and, about that? Yeah. I'm- First of all, I'm happy that you explained how to pronounce it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's start with that. I want to find the yeah. recipe. You what really have to be Israeli to say it. It's like a chuch, you know, a lot of chuz. Yeah, there's, um, I can, I'm trying to find it also because I want people to. It's do, previously. It's earlier in the yeah, issue? So. Oh, no, no, it's not. We're in, I was about to say, these are the mash, these are yeah, the yeah. donuts. This is the this. Hold on. Stand by, everybody. Oh, by the way, the Shivat Haminim salad. Yeah, that's Jamie's salad. It's also really yeah. good. Um, yeah, she's, by the way, in, not only is she enjoying her aliyah so much, but more than that, she has been able to include so many different things um, from a from a culinary point of view and from a business point of yeah. view from her making aliyah. Yeah, it's amazing, and it's also modern technology is astounding. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I'm still old enough right. that I remember the change. Like when I was growing up, the fanciest thing we had was a fax machine, and now like we're able to do business like right. this. It's amazing. Yeah. When my kids have to get homework from a friend and they ask if one person can fax it to the other <laughs> and my son is six years old and he's asking this of a friend, I know we have reached a whole new level. <laughs> but I remember my year in Israel when email started. Oh, yeah. And Because it, it was originally just for academics from university to university. And so my mother is in academia and all of a sudden I was emailing her from out from. That's you know, an, yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is really it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. So here it is. La Chuch is on page 65. Yeah. L-A-C-H-U-C-H. And by the way, it's like uh, you also know that even though we're pronouncing it, we think we're pronouncing it pro- properly, we're offending somebody. Probably. Yeah. Probably. It's like the French when you speak French. <laughs> we're definitely irritating somebody right For now. Sure. But For this sure. Is, but once you make your lachuch, yeah. how are you using it differently than, say, like a bellini? So it's similar, but you would you would use it together with very Yemenite food. So actually, my friend's mother... She made it for us and oh, she really? like informed us how to do it. She showed us the process because it is a whole process and she served it with boiled eggs and harif. Oh, that's how they eat it. I love harif and schlug. Yeah. Those are two things that. I yeah. Mean, it's amazing. I could just smell it. Oh, and it's just. Yeah. The smell. And by the way, amazing. they're not condiments for normal people. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. If you have never had schlug, don't say, oh, that looks good. I'm going to smear it yeah. all on everything. It's like people who think wasabi's avo. Oh, right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Did you see did you see Cars? The episode Cars 2 when they no. go Oh, because it's the whole thing that he thinks it's pistachio ice cream and he asks for all this <laughs> wasabi. That's funny. Yeah, it's our favorite. It's one of our favorite scenes. But anyway, so you have all of these different breads and all yeah. these different things of Israel and and for those people who are trying or have tried to replicate the marzipan um, rugelach in Machane Yehuda. That's right. Right. For those of you who think they're that you... awesome, no, they're real. It's really good. So I will tell you that I am one of those people who brings them back. <laughs> <laughs> 
And when they ask you if you're bringing food from overseas, well, should we not talk about it? No, 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 no. We can talk about it. Well, I, I have gotten reprimanded by a listener once oh, about okay. being too cavalier about bringing things <laughs> in. And I respect that person tremendously. And I also respect the fact that maybe it is pretty obnoxious when I talk about it. Um, but when I was at, when I was coming back from Israel this summer and I had possibly four kilo of rugelach with me, <laughs> um, my bag was tagged by security. Oh, okay. And there, and I was about to open it. They're yelling at me, "Don't open it without permission!" And meanwhile, I didn't know that they were X-raying the entire thing. And he's, and he points to something in the bag. And all of a sudden, I'm allowed to unzip it. I unzip it, and he points to this kufsa, this case. And he says to me, he "Goes ma bifnim? What's inside?" And I'm like, "Rugalach." And he's like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, from Machna Yehuda. You want the receipt?" I was so annoyed that I was like going through this whole process, and you're stressed, and you got to get a plane, yeah, and he's giving yeah. me a problem with my rugalach. I'm like, "Dude, do you want some?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "Great." Can I go? So, so this recipe is worth it. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's worth it. Because one of the things really I love good. the most about the magazine is that there aren't 17,000 steps for every single thing. So if you have 17 steps here, yeah, then it's got to be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the recipes, like, yeah, they're pretty simple. Right. But some recipes, I mean, to go and try to get that, you know, authentic feel. I mean, there's even like, you know, the, the sugar, the liquid sugar that goes on, like that glaze that goes on right. top that just makes it amazing. So... It really takes it over the top. Yeah, there's nothing about it. And <laughs> if you overcook them, it's not the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, no, you really, that's with baking, yeah. Yeah, don't do that. I know people who put thermometers in their oven to make sure. Sure. Yeah. But that's not great to me. That's no, not crazy. Very, no, you really want to make sure it makes exactly. a very big difference. Exactly. And so, everyone's oven is different. Yes, I was about to say, just because yeah. it says 350 on the outside doesn't mean it's exactly. 350 on the inside. Schiffer Klein here from Joy of Kosher. So what's happening in the next issue? Because I every every time you come on, I'm like, what are they going to do next time to top this? But I, thank you, thank you. We really work hard to do that. I mean, we just had this you guy. Do, you elevate it every yeah, time. Thank you. We had this guy who went to Barnes Nobles to get um, magazines for his chef to inspire him, and he said he just picked it up. He didn't realize it was like a kosher man. Like he didn't realize because we're in Barnes Nobles, and he just like put it in the pile. So that was like a really nice. That's compliment. cool. Yeah. That's very cool. So what's going to happen in the next issue? Your friend oh, is contributing. I know. I'm very I'm excited. Very we already excited. did the shoot. Gorgeous, <gasps> gorgeous food. Jason Cohen. Yeah, Jason Cohen did a good job. Jason Cohen. So we're Cone. having some of his seasonal recipes. Right. He's so uh, we're talented. Doing, yeah. yeah did you taste those recipes? Well, of course. Okay, of just course. Second. Of course. The butternut squash pasta is oh, yeah. ridiculous. It's really good. We call it oh, Jason. Oh, so you had it. Yeah, because he made it at my house. Oh, that's awesome. And now it's become like this. I love it. Together with the leeks. I oh, mean, yeah. The leeks. It was those very melted good. leeks. Yeah, it was very good together. Yeah. We're very excited um, yeah, about we're that. we're doing a lot of Purim, a lot of different, yeah, really Do you exciting know that my stuff. my kids asked me for Purim costumes already? <laughs> and now that you're bringing up Purim, now I you're know, not I don't want to talk out. about it. I yeah. know, it's too much. It's too much. It's not funny. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about Purim. We're talking about Jason Cohen's seasonal, seasonal recipes. recipes. And what else we got coming up? Um, What's going to be the funky thing that Stephen talks about next month? Because we had the xanthan gum, and we had the sous vide. Should I surprise you or should I tell you? Oh, shoot. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you can tell me. I'll I don't mind. No, we're doing fermentation. Really? Yeah. Are you making wine? We're not going that far. Okay, good. I was Although about my to... father-in-law does make his own on Pesach. But really? Yeah. To do everything yourself. Really? Yeah. But no, we're not doing wine. But okay. we're going to do something similar. You're fermenting other things. Yeah. Are you guys ever going to do canning? Canning love... is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to do... Well... I think summer is a good time for canning. Yes. Because all those... There's Fruits. so many seasonal right. good stuff going on there. And then you can have it through the fall and the exactly. winter. Yeah. I would love to see... Also because as a person who really is afraid of absolutely nothing, <laughs> I'm terrified of putting those hot jars in that boiling I water. I know. It's, 
Yeah. That's, I, I see myself losing something doing <laughs> Right. It's just uh, somehow or another it's going to be an accident waiting to happen. Anyway, Shifra, this issue looks fantastic as Thank always. Thank you so much. I uh, call a kavod to you guys. I really think that you, and actually I was just talking about this with somebody else yesterday. You really have elevated kosher magazines and kosher cooking to a different level. Thank you so much. Oh, nice totally my pleasure. And you're welcome to come back anytime. You've been listening to That's Life on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am Miriam L. Wallach. Thank you, as always, for making me part of your day. Let's go through the lineup. Let's discuss what is up next and what you should not be missing. After me, as always, something to talk about with Randy Wartelski, followed by an encore presentation of Rivka Abbey. Then at 5 p.m., the OU presents the Jewish Reaction with Rabbi Glasser. Then immediately after that, the stunt show is hosted this week by Mayor Fertig, my friend and mentor. And as you know what we say about the stunt show, you never know what you're going to get. The Thursday Night Extravaganza is on from 7 to 8 p.m., followed by Spin Class Politics with Michael Fragan. And then an all-new presentation of The Book of Life with Charlie Harari, where Charlie will be giving away a Furby. As <laughs> I just wanted to say Furby on the air. That'll make me a very happy gal. And then, of course, we will follow and end the day with an hour of Jewish soul by Charlie Bernhow. Join Nachum tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 a.m. as he hosts JM in the AM, live here on the stream at NachumSiegel.com and on the, on the air, as always, at 91.1 FM. Do not miss Saturday Night Seagull, hosted by Avrami, live here at 10 p.m. on the stream at NachumSiegel.com. And as you know, JM Sunday is in full swing with Matis Weingast. Make sure to catch it on Sundays from 7 to 9. And what better way to start your week than the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten? 9 a.m. Monday morning. Please like their Facebook pages as well as that of The Sun Show and all other programs we have on the stream. This show will be rebroadcast Sunday at 1 p.m. on NachumSiegel.com. I would like to thank all of my guests, Ellie Hagler from Yachad, and make sure to go on TeamYachad.org, no, .com, sorry, TeamYachad.com. Go click on the half marathon for Miami. Find my name and please support me. I would really appreciate it. Schiffer Klein from Joy of Kosher Magazine. And to everyone at Maddie's Toy, Toy Stop, you can find them at Maddie'sToyStop.com. And listen tonight as our Hanukkah giveaways continues. Charlie will be giving away a Furby. Nachum will be giving away other things tonight on the Thursday night extravaganza. Don't miss it. I want to thank everyone who has already sponsored me on Team Yachad. Again, go to teamyachad.com. Put my name in the sponsor, a runner search, and anything you can donate would be very much appreciated. I leave you today. Oh, by the way, I don't want to forget. I know I'm running out of time. Avrami's giving me dirty looks. The Hanukkah concert, the YU Hanukkah concert next Thursday night, December 13th. Doors open at 7.30. Show starts at 8 p.m. For more information, 917-284-2077. Tickets will be given away during the live lunch. Uh, actually, not during the live lunch. We did that already. During other programmings, make sure to listen and tune in. But you don't want to miss Idan Shalshelis and the Y Studs, 917-284-2077. I leave you today with the fifth track off of the Bubba Mises CD. That's the Mizrach medley, something that ZK played the other day during the live lunch. Really inspired me, and I liked it. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.